We not playing out here. I got to give a shout out to my man Blizzard with K100. We are broadcasting live right now. So if your friends K-100 couldn't make it, in the he can let you know how to get a hold of it. Get it, get it back right Whoa. back here. We blazing nonstop hip hop and R&B. What's up? K100 Radio. 24-7. talking about. All right, y'all ready? Yo, yo, yo. There we go, there we go. In the building. How you doing tonight? All right. So, it was very important to me to do this interview uh, with Johnny Cabell because he is one of the biggest bookers, not just in Atlanta. The number one question that I get from independent artists is, can you manage me? I hear that question probably about a thousand times. Um, I tell artists a lot of times when they ask that question, can I manage them? They looking for a manager. I ask them, are you sure you ready for management? Because you got to be ready. You got to be in position. You got to have something to manage. A lot of people jump the gun too quick. A lot of people, you know, they make quick decisions. They put the wrong people in position that shouldn't be there. And they don't really just take their time to wait until you really got something to manage and really take the time to look at who you bringing in to manage your career. Because I hear all the time, man, I'm caught up in this bad contract. This man ain't did nothing for me. I'm just sitting. I got to get out of this. And, you know, you didn't waste it a whole year. I ain't seen people waste two, three, four, five years. So, you know, I tell artists you got to be patient sometimes and just sit back. Sometimes ain't nothing wrong with having somebody consult you. I tell a lot of artists, even for myself, I'll be like, look, I don't think it's time for you to get into a management position, but I'll consult with you. I'll help you get there. And once we see that you got something to manage, then let's talk about it. Because if it ain't no room for no money to be made or if ain't no important decisions being done or no deals going down, what am I managing? That's the truth. You have to be ready for management. Okay, so you've been on the management teams for everybody from Gucci Mane to Nicki Minaj to Waka Flocka, all type of people. But how did you get started? Well, I started as I was an artist. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was an you artist. You were rapping or singing? I was singing. I, I was, was about to say, you group. got that R&B yeah. voice. I know you yeah, went out here rapping. I was rapping. in this group. <laughs> but I started... Um, you know, I had somebody pull me to the side and they wanted telling me that I needed to like learn this business. And they seen I had a good head on my shoulder. I was the one that was always, you know, just trying to make sure stuff was straight. At that time, I didn't have no knowledge. I'm talking about I was dumbfounded to the music industry. I didn't know what publishing was. I didn't know what mechanicals. I didn't know what none of that was. Copyright, none of that. I just knew that get on the stage, you sing, you do something. And you get some money. But when I started reading and I started having people hit me to the game, it exposed me to a lot of things that I needed to know. And I said, I want to be on this side. You know, nothing against any artists or anything. It's just that I found my niche being behind the scenes. And it really, really put me on a whole nother level. So that's what I started doing. And then I had a couple of little um, underground groups I was working with and doing stuff with, but the first group that really put me in position was Crime Mob. That was my first group that really gave me the opportunity, that really opened the doors up for me to really become Johnny Cabell and uh, start this whole legacy that you know I've been doing. Then the next group was D4L, you know. So, but hot, okay. So, were these artists just coming to you like, what is? How do you know if somebody has it or not? You can tell by the movement they have out here in the streets. You can tell by the music. And also, you can just tell by looking at that individual or that group. I know that, I mean, I can tell when I'm looking at a star. I can tell when I'm looking at someone that really have a lot of talent. That's why I've been so successful. And I've been blessed to work with a lot of top groups like Gucci, Walker, OJ, Nicki, and them, you know. And um, the groups that I manage myself, like, Crime Mob and D4L, Shorty Low, like, I've really been blessed. I done helped a lot of artists out here, franchise, you know what I'm saying, shop boys. I mean, working with a lot of people. So doing all of this, of course, um, you know, you kind of learn along the way while you're doing this. Um, Now, what was one of the most difficult situations that you've had to encounter um, being a manager? Because you've managed some pretty big people. I don't know if we have Echo or something, if we can turn down a little bit, but I know that you've managed a lot of big people, but um, 
when you're coming into contact with someone like a Gucci Mane or a Nicki Minaj, and they're a, still a lower version of themselves, you know, like, how do you gauge, you know, how much you're going to have to put into that project? Well, as far as with the Nicki, like, I never managed Nicki or Gucci. Let's get that clear. I always just, um, they were signed with my booking agency. I partnered up with Deborah Adney, who at that time was managing them, and we made a great team, and I was making this lady millions and millions of dollars. You know, it'd be sometimes I might bring Deb like a quarter mil, 250000 in the bag, cash. You know what I'm saying? Back in the days when Gucci was first starting out, like I was dropping the bags like crazy. So, you know, teaming up, with the right people and everybody understanding their position and understanding their role and just coming together as one. So I've always been a person that love to play my position, play my role, whether I'm managing, whether I'm booking, or whether I'm consulting, or whether I'm just brokering the deal. But I understand my position and my role and I do what I do. Now, um, in those situations, um, it was a lot of controversy around um, <laughs> I can look, look. We, yeah. It's important, and let me let me say this before I go into this because I'm not a Wendy Williams at all, and this isn't to be messy, but this is to educate y'all on how important it is to yeah. have your paperwork, your your business, and everything together. Now, it was a, a really big public situation when um, you parted ways from being the booking manager for Nicki Minaj and Gucci Mane. What do you feel like was um, I guess the downfall of the situation or what do you feel like could have been done different, you know, to maybe not run into that situation or to make sure that those artists or parties or whatever were protected? Well, my my situation was a little different because I was a part of a situation with someone and when that went sour and went bad, it caused a domino effect. Um, what I have learned from that situation, just making sure that I have my business, I have my paperwork intact, and that, you know, I make sure that any and everything that I'm doing, that it's a track record for it. So I'm protected all the way around. And one thing I am gonna tell you, it's good to have that paperwork. See, when I was coming up in the game, I was doing stuff just off the strength, off the love, and you know, when you do that, tend to get burnt you know what I'm saying when artists get this fame and they start making this money they kind of forget who really helped brought them up and who really helped put them in position but if you ain't got your paperwork intact ain't nothing you can do but I know now to make sure I got that paperwork straight yeah because you you really you really helped break these artists oh, yeah, coast yeah. to coast yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like I took Nikki from zero zero dollars and up to a hundred thousand you know what i'm saying a hundred thousand a show so you know and i was booking her for like she was stable i made her million like when she said who you know made a million dollars off a mixtape she's talking about me we made a million dollars over a million dollars off that being me up scotty so what would you say was that catalyst thing that took y'all from Cause I mean, Nikki did have a stamp. Now she did have a stamp from Gucci Man, and she had a stamp from Lil Wayne. Yeah. But she still had to build that up. So, what do you feel like was that instrumental thing as far as Nicki Minaj's career that increased the bookings? Because that's one of the major things that artists are always asking. Like, I want to get more bookings, more bookings, more bookings. What do you feel like is some of the most important things for them to do? I mean, you said one thing. She was getting the stamp because I was the one putting on the road with Gucci. You know what I'm saying? So um, just having that stamp is always a good thing. Also, just having that momentum, that drive that's out there and having just the right people who know what they're doing out here pushing for you. See, a lot of people don't see the little bitty things that be behind the doors and be behind everything. They just see the person that's out there that's getting the fame, that's getting the glory, but they don't see the people that's pushing that and setting these shows up, talking to that promoter, setting this show up, putting this person there, putting that person there. They don't see all that. They just see the person who actually doing it and see that. But it just, it take, it just take a person who really know what they're doing, how to move the artist through these markets. You know, I, I remember the time when I told Nikki, you know, which I felt, you know what I'm saying, you know, it's a lot of stuff when Nikki was doing, you know, the big interviews, the e-story. It's a whole chapter that just got 
you know what I'm saying, let go. But I remember telling Nikki, you know what I'm saying, let, tell everybody, you know what I'm saying, about to follow you on your Twitter. That's when Twitter was just coming out. Yeah, Twitter know. Was jumping and in. Her Twitter just started booming. I was like, damn, these people really falling. So, you know, and I ain't think it was going to be that big, but it, it be little small stuff like that, but it get overlooked. You know what I'm saying? But it's something that small that made a big difference from her. Nikki is very engaging with her fans. Was that a part of y'all campaign? Uh, yes. Because when she saw how it was working, she took advantage of that and she built on that. So, um, as far as, uh, because to, to be able to book someone, um, do you feel like they need to be independent? Do they have to be with a label? Um, is it one I tell that you people, prefer? This, this is what I tell people all the time when they come to me about trying to get booked for shows. If it's two ways you can make money out here. If you are on the radio and you have, and you could be on the radio and still can't get booked. Because I had, this is true. I didn't have artists that were signed to labels on the radio and I still couldn't, I couldn't even get a book. You know what I'm saying? But it, it takes a combination of things. You got to have a movement on the street. People people got to, you know what I'm saying, believe in, and engage in your movement. That's why, you know what I'm saying, right now you see a lot of people, social media is so big, so huge. Because when you find them people that had them big engagement, they're able to bring them crowd. Because what the promoter want to know, if I book you, who is going to come to see you? Who going to come pay for you? Is somebody going to come pay you know what I'm saying? To see you if I bring you in my club. If you don't have no movement out here, if people ain't messing with you, if you can't put some, a, a fly up and get a stronger game, then they're not going to want to book you. You know what I'm saying? If your stuff not on the radio or if you go to the club and let's say we book somebody here and they come here and only 10 people show up, then that's letting you know you ain't ready yet. You know what I'm saying? And you got to know your markets. You got to know your markets on who's really messing with you, who's really engaging with your movement, your program. Okay, so I want to ask a question for, because I see a lot of artists, um, I seen, y'all turn my mic down a little bit. I seen an artist one day uh, post something that said, don't let these promoters section and bottle you to death. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> hey, I'm with that because Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, I mean, I love my city. I love the city. You know what I'm saying? That I'm in. But Atlanta would bottle you to death. I don't engage in that program. I'm not with the just come to my club and I'm gonna give you bottle well, session. Let me I'm come not, to I'm the other side. Though, as a promoter, let me come to the other side as a promoter, though. You know what is someone to do? Because just a second ago you were speaking on artists that are on the radio but can't bring anybody. I'm not even gonna say any names, but I know artists that at the time had over one million followers. I was managing They a probably was fake followers. Listen, they were booked. Our artist was booked. We brought 40 people. It was not 10 people outside of our people there. So it's like, um, I feel like a lot of times some of these bigger artists are getting paid, but like you said, they can't bring people out. So why you should, you, have you know, to look until at, they uh, get to that point, you know? Yeah, but, but you have to look at sometimes people book an artist and it might be the... Uh, the wrong type of crowd that they trying to market it to. You got to know that artist crowd. You got to know who to market, who to bring out to the crowd. And then again, no disrespect, the promoter have to do their job as well. Like you can't just book T.I. and expect T.I. to just sell out the club by itself just because his name T.I. If the marketing not done right, then it's not gonna it's not gonna balance out right. Everybody got to do their part for the artist. That's why for me, I tell artists it's very important for them to do a drop. Very important for them to promote because it let the people know that they're gonna be in the city. It also let the people know this is a real show, and it let the people know that you you know what I'm saying you coming out. So you have if I was an artist, I'd be doing drops all day long because I want people to know I'm coming in your city. I'm going to be there. I need you to come out and support. Because it's not about just the money. It's about building that fan base. You, It's an art to this. A lot of people think it's just about, oh, I just want to get paid, get my money and that. No, you got to know how to build yourself as an artist. Know when to go in. Now, let me go back to the part about the bottles in the session. If you begin and you start now and you know you're not there, okay, that might be a good look for you. Because if you're not able to bring a crowd out, and, and, and put bodies in this club, then you need to be getting bottles. Okay, so how many, can I get Can I get some of the side conversation just to lower down just a little bit so everybody can hear? We're actually recording live on K100 Radio. 
Uh, yeah, so I need that audio crisp. Anyway, um, so, okay, so how many people do you think is a good amount of people for them to be booked? Because honestly, um, like I said, I've seen some people that's popular and that's a socialite that get paid yeah. to come out. Don't bring out nobody, barely post. You know, they're not even interacting with the crowd, but then it's everyday artists that are pulling up with 40 to 60 people. So how many people do they need you to be able up, to pull you, up with? You, you can pull up with 40 to 60 people. Let me, let me, let me explain that to you. Pulling up with 40, 40 to 60 people is cool for a look, but is them 40 to 60 people supporting you and they paying to get in that club Woo! or are they getting in free? That's a bit different. You know what I'm saying? That's, That's a bit different. That's you know true. what I'm Let saying? Let me tell y'all something. Let pause. Pause. Y'all, y'all people are not supporting y'all. If you pull up to the club and you have 20, 40 people and you pay for all of them to get in, that's not support, y'all. Because guess what? If they want them J's, they're going to go buy them J's and post them and give Jordan extra promotion. So if you got to pay somebody to come out to support you, that's not real support. And, I, and, that's, right. and I've heard promoters say that, like, how, well, how many people are you trying to get in? How many people are paying? How many paying people <laughs> does someone need to be able to bring out that you that will make you want to be like, you know what? I want to work with that artist. I mean, I, I, the way that I gauge, I, if, I'm, if I'm in a club and I see a couple of artists, if I see a lot of artists perform, I look at the crowd reaction. I also look at the reaction from people that might didn't come with that person. And if everybody in the club bobbing and they giving energy on the stage, then that's somebody who I want to work with. That's somebody who I'm going to say, hey, I might pull that person to the side or I might hit them up in their DM. It's a, it's a few artists that... I've personally seen for myself, nobody told me about them, nobody tried to solicit them to me, but I chose them. I mean, it's random that I would choose an artist myself because if I'm fucking with you, I'm fucking with you. I don't don't need nobody to, you know what I'm saying, try to make me buy into it. If I see it and I believe in it, I'm gonna mess with it. So as far as these tours, because I know you help out with a lot of tours. Oh, yeah, I do a lot of tours, a lot of tours. And I feel like if an independent artist is able to hit that stage on a crowd of that magnitude, like, it could really change their career. Oh, it definitely does that. How how can more independent artists be able to get on some of these tours? What would you say is the best route or option to go to get on these big tours? I mean, well, first of all, I have a different opinion about doing tours with major artists. Um, Sometimes it's a good look, but you got to understand when you are independent and you on a major artist tour and they don't know who you are and you ain't got no no kind of sentiment behind yourself, then you tend to get overlooked. But if you go on an independent tour and you got the promotion and it's on you and people listening. See, when I, when I book an independent tour, I put a I put a promotional run together for an artist, and I'm gonna make sure that the DJ got their music. You know what I'm saying? I send the music down there to them. Make sure they playing the music so people get familiar and they know about the music. Also, when we go into the market, we gonna set up a meet and greet so they can socialize with the people. Have a team, a street team of some people that's gonna hit the mall and try to get their music, and so people can get a visualize of who this individual is. So when they go to the club and before they come there, I gotta make sure they show right. They gotta have a show because if they show ain't shit, then ain't nothing they gonna be able to do on the stage. But if they got a tight show, you go in the market. You know what I'm saying? You socialize with the people. You hit some people at the, at the mall. You passing out visuals and all that. And then you go there and you rock the stage. That gives you more visibility and, and, and just more props than just being on a show with a future. Because they waiting to see future. They ain't waiting to see you. They waiting on you to get off the stage because they ain't paid to see you. You know what I'm saying? But And also I book an artist. I'm going to make sure I book them on a night that's already booked so it get that artist that confidence. So they know, like, dang, I got, like, all these people out here. Now I can really try to gain them as my fans and build up. Because if all these people, if I'm up here performing, all these people rocking to my stuff and rocking to my music, you know what they're going to do? They're going to spread the word and word going to get out. Man, I don't know who the kid was on stage, but, boy, that nigga shut it down. You know what I'm saying? Then people started talking. Then they say, you know, the promoter, like, well, how much it costs to book? It don't take number one city so to start doing that. you building them up in each oh, city. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so, you got to do that. So, question. I heard that personally from Hurricane Dave that 
you have a knack for, you know, marketing an artist and getting 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 the eyes in front of them in unique ways. Um, what what would you suggest to these independent artists? Because some of them are being told, oh, you got to spend a hundred thousand dollars on radio, you got to spend fifty thousand dollars, but you don't have to. So radio not what even important no that? more like that. Ooh! Say it's it for the people in the back. One more time, Johnny. <laughs> now, nah, radio is really not even important. Like, it's good. That it's good, though. When you know you definitely got that single and you know you got that record, that's when radio really come important. But until then, see, I, I, I'm, I'm from the streets. I, like, I build myself up. So I don't care about radio. I'm only going to go to radio when I know it's time and I know that this is the single that everybody is fucking with. Until then, I'm trying to get the club. I'd rather take that 100000 cut it in half, and cut that in half and spend about 20000 and spread it to my DJ. Because if you take care of your DJs and you get your DJ to put your song in rotation and people liking it, the radio gonna come to you and you might wind up getting it in rotation for free on the radio. Long as you see, this reason why Dave say that because the way I used to get people, Dave them to take on to record, I have him come out to the club. And when he come out to the club, the artist gonna be performing. And when they see the reaction and see how everybody moving and dancing to that song, he like, oh, well, we be, we might need to look at this record. So they bring that record up in the meetings at the radio station. And then they say, you know, you start hearing the radio. You start hearing the radio play the song in the mix. It might start off in the mix. might start off, you know what I'm saying, in rotation. So I hope y'all are listening to that. It is 2018, y'all. Records are being broken digitally. And honestly, and I know you can contest to this, the radio gets the records late. How many of y'all been listening to Daniel Caesar and her songs that they just not playing on the radio for like two years? I've been legit listening to it since 2015, 2016, those songs. But they're just now hitting the radio. So that should tell y'all right there. Don't go running up there because first of all, they're going to tell y'all always oh, payola. But no, the radio just, ain't going to tell you payola. <laughs> they, 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 they ain't going to tell you, tell you no. that. <laughs> They're going to put you out before they say that. Right. But then it's all these people that's taking money under the table anyway. And understand that paying to get your, technically paying to get your record on the radio is illegal anyway. So if you run into the wrong person after you put that money in their hands, your money can be gone. You better hope that they're a good person. You better hope they're a good person. No, but what you, what, what artists out here need to know, it do take a budget. It do take a budget to get your career going. A lot of these artists think... You know, you got artists that be cocky out here and they think that they better than everybody or they shit is harder than this person and that person. But if you don't know the system and if you don't know the right people and have the right relationships, you're going to be out here waiting for a long, long time to get on. And even when you do have a budget, if you're spending it with the wrong people, you're going to go broke real quick. So you have to be smart and you have to really know where to put your money at, who to spend it with, and what's the proper things to do so you can get your money worth out here. Okay. What is the biggest record you've ever broken, period? I don't break records. I let the DJ break records. But the biggest record that I have been a part of that came from what the work that we done, I, I got to give it to Laffy Taffy. You know what I'm saying? Because it went crazy. We broke... We in the Guinness Book of World Records with that record. So, you know. For ringtones, right? Yeah, ringtones, all of that. And the whole album went platinum. I mean, it was just crazy. Laughing Taffy was probably one of the biggest songs that I've ever been a part of that worked. Okay, so what would you say now, today, in this digital age, do you think that they should be more on social media or you think they should be more in the streets? I think you got to do both. Um... Social media is definitely, definitely, definitely important. But sometimes it can be tricky because it's so many things they be doing with the numbers on social media or whatever. So you got to be able to distinguish what's real, what's not real. But you still, even, even, even with social media, even though you, social media is like the new radio to me. You could, you know what I'm saying? Because it can be tricky. You know, you can be big on social media and still somebody could book you. That don't mean they're going to show up or they're coming out because every, even as big as social media is, everybody still don't be on social media like that, believe it or not. It's big. 
but everybody ain't just on social media 24 hours a day. So you still got to have that street credibility. You still got to put in that grind, put in that work in the streets and in the clubs. So, but I think it's a combination of both. You need it, but you got to have both. You can't just do social media by yourself. Okay, so what would you say as a whole that the industry is gravitating the most towards? The people that got the money, what would you say that the type of artists that they're gravitating the most towards? Because if you, if you was bringing Deb, you know what I'm saying, these bags of cash, we need to know who, 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 who are they looking at the most right now? They trying to get the bags. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, I'm, man, this game is so twisted right now because it'd be a lot of bullshit that be flying out here. But, um... Uh, I don't know. I that's a hard question. I got. I'm. I'm asking that question too. You know what I'm saying? Because the stuff that you think gonna work and you think that's hot, and the artists that you feel that are real artists, it's like they be struggling. Then you got an artist that'll come up with a. I mean, you got all the Instagram people that want to be rappers now because they got a fan base and they put out a song. And they ain't the one really just putting in the work, but they got the fan base and they bigger than this artist that got some real music and really out here grinding. But just because this person might got a million followers, this person got 5,000, they gravitate to the person that got this million because they think they popping. This the new shit. This the new wave. So it's a little tricky out here. It's a little tricky. So what would you say to the artists that are dropping these um, mixtapes still nowadays with 19 and 20 tracks versus the artist that's dropping 10. Yeah, you, you, you're giving out too much music. You know what I'm saying? Now people doing, now really, I think mixtapes are really about to be obsolete and people going to start just doing like EPs. Because now people doing more EPs, putting out five to seven songs or they working their singles because that's what seems to be working more now. Do you think it's better to just start off working that single or if they should just come out with that whole project? I would definitely work a single, and once you got people engaging in that, and you see that this is something that's really working, then I would go to an EP. Okay. All righty, so I want to open it up to the audience and see what questions that y'all may have for Johnny Cabell while we have him up here. I know somebody you got a question. Ask a question? Ask a question? Don't be scared, I don't bite. You guys, come on, come on, come on up here. Hi, I'm Courtney Myers. And, um, okay, my question would be, uh, organic growth, of course, is better than just social media, like getting yeah. in the streets and working your record. So what would you say getting in the streets consists of? Getting in the street consists of going, like, to different... Not just any showcase, but showcases that really make a difference. Because my problem with a lot of these showcases that be in Atlanta, and I ain't trying to discourage anybody or anybody that do it, but it's like you rap just to the people that's doing what you're trying to do. You see what I'm saying? If you rap it to a whole bunch of other rappers, what are you really, like, what purpose are you really gaining? Because once you get through, or that person get through, what they do? They leave. Everybody gone. They whole crew gone. That's why I like, like I tell artists when they come to me, I don't, I don't book artists in showcases. I just, but, it, but I'm not against them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against them. They are good for people who just really, really, really starting out and need that platform. But I'm also want to book a person in a club that has a decent audience. So that they're going to get a real engagement, some real feedback or whatever. I, ain't, I don't like all the showcases. I don't be with all that because there ain't nothing but a whole bunch of rappers in the building. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm about, it might be an avatar, cause I, it might be an avatar, but I'm going to change the game. I'm going to come out with a, with a showcase that's going to be something way bigger than what these people, that they do in Atlanta. And I love everybody who do their thing, but... I'm going to actually give people something to really look for, their money worth and all that, and they're going to really have something more than just, you know, uh, you 
get a free section of this and that. Nah, we're gonna we gonna we gonna really change the game with this. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna give our distribution deal. We're gonna give you put you on a, a 10 city tour. We're gonna put you on that mixtape that's gonna really have your music out there that's gonna be distributed, you know what I'm saying, to millions and millions of people. You know what I'm saying? So I wanna do something different. I wanna do something different. Well, I'll definitely be looking forward to seeing yeah, that. Yeah, pay attention. Follow me at Johnny Cabell, J-O-H-N-N-I-E-C-A-B-B-E-L-L. Next I'm on question. It. I'm on it. Right there. That girl behind. How you doing, Mr. Kelly? My name is Ladon. You know what I'm saying? I can't I hear. I can't hear. can't hear. You should get out of talking to Mike. That's all. I said, what's going on, Mr. Kelly? My name is Ladon. You know what I'm saying? I just started with okay. the stuff. You know what I'm saying? And, like, what does a manager, what type of qualities does a manager have to have in order to be good? This is what you need to look for in a manager. Um, I tell artists all the time, look at that person's track record. Who have they worked with before, you know what I'm saying, they're trying to get with you? Have they worked with anybody, first of all? Do they have any relationships? Do people know who they are? Because if nobody knows who your manager is and they don't have any good relationships out there, how can they move you out here? How can they assist you if they don't even know who to go to, or who to even hook up with. So that can put you back a whole five years having the wrong person in place. So I tell people, look at that person. And even when you look at somebody who has been with somebody, see how long they've been with them. You know what I'm saying? See what they got current. Do they have anybody that's current that they working with? Have they been successful with the person that they was working with? How was their relationship? You know, do people speak good of that person on like, this a person that's going to really go hard for you and go work? Because now you do have some people that come into the game that might not have the experience per se, but they got the drive, they got the hunger, and they know how to go out here and build relationships, and they know how to go out here, you know what I'm saying, talk. Because that's how I had to take my way into this game, you know, so you, you just got to know how to back, you got to know what to look for. My suggestion to every artist, stop putting your homeboy in that position. I've seen so many people relationships, so many people, you know what I'm saying, careers go bad because they got their homeboy manager. Wait, how you going to have your homeboy manager? You know what I'm saying? I even tell people a lot of times, like, you, you, you got you to gotta do your homework on who you bringing in the picture. If they can't do nothing for you, why are you bringing them on your team? You see what I'm saying? Now, I am going to put this out there. You got two types of managers. You got the managers that are up here. You got the managers right down here. You got the ones that just starting out. Now, you got some managers out here that are just fortunate enough that they're able to invest in you because they believe that much in you. And then you have managers. See, because let me, let me break down this because I see this all the time on IG. A manager is not an investor. A manager is not the label. A manager guides your career and they help take you to that next level and they connect the dots for you. They not, they not, they not, they not your investor, they not your label or anything. But don't let me I will put this out there too. You do have some people that are fortunate enough that will invest in you and do that. That's just a plus. Let me hold That's on. Just let, me, a plus. let me add in, let me add in this right here. Did y'all hear what he said? Your manager is not your investor. Your manager is not responsible for getting your hair cut. Your manager is not responsible for taking you to your shows. Your manager is responsible for making sure that your show is set up, making sure that you have your information, and making sure that you are informed. I think that, and also, depending on the level of the manager, I, I don't know why, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you do not pay a manager. You pay a publicist, you pay, you know, a photographer or a videographer, a manager is supposed to work. If, uh, if, uh, because at the end of the day, think about it, y'all. If you're paying them to work for you and they getting that check regardless, why would they go as hard as if they were only getting a percentage of what they do? If they know they're going to get that money regardless, it let a lot of them be lazy. Now, I will say this. If you messing with somebody higher up, you know, that already has resources that are already made when you come into the situation, I do think that you should give them some type of budget to work that project because at the end of the day, that's just like, if I manage you, those are my resources. 
I could get something for you for free for five that would normally cost somebody else five hundred dollars. But I don't think that that person should be devalued or what they're doing should not. You know, people need to be more appreciative because at the end of the day, when the labels come, guess what? They can throw that manager whichever way they want to. If that manager is not that they got their paperwork. Now they get their paperwork. But he said you can fire a manager could be fired at any, any given time. time. Any given time. You know, a manager could definitely be fired at any given time. But if you got your paperwork in place, it ain't that it ain't that simple. But they can be fired. Do you think that, that managers should be paid or they should work it on just percentages? No, I mean it depends on the level that an artist is coming into and it depends on who you talking to and who you're dealing with. You know, so if, a ma- if you have a manager that's at a certain level to where you know this person could change your life, then I, I, don't, I think it's more so as a consultant, more so than anything. And then once that everything gets to going and money starts coming in, then that drops if you're paying that person to come in. Because you got to think, now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, not finna- I, I, I'm very, very, very picky on who I work Me with. Too. Very picky. I, it's my time. So if I'm working with an independent and I don't feel like if they just if they just consistent on working with me, oh you I'm gonna charge you because you you taking up my time. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're not making any money. Though. Yeah. They're getting your resources though. They're getting your re and to me the resource y'all the resources that you get from someone that's high up in the game working with them, that's gonna go way farther than that dollar amount and the relationships that you develop from the people that Listen, y'all, don't be stupid. When y'all meet somebody that's about something, whoever they introduce you to, network with them. Get that number on your own, because guess what? If you're not working with them after that, make sure that you got your money worth and your time worth out of the situation. Yeah. That girl got a question on you. Hey, um, it's Keisa Mack um, on all social media platforms. I know you were talking a lot about social media and the importance of social media. What do you think the importance of having like a digital or graphic designer on your team is? Do you think that's important or is it not really that big of a deal? For an artist to have that? Yeah. I mean, that's always good. That's a plus because they're going to need graphics to do flyers. They're going to need a lot of digital. So digital is very important. Very important. Okay. What you do that? I'm living for one. Yeah, I do. Okay. I actually, I'm a graphic designer. You can have my card. Yeah, give me your card. I, I need, I need me an in house. I need that. All right. That's what I'm talking about. I, I think you, be, I think you asked that question. Plug. Just you get that card. I can't out. even be mad at that. <laughs> hey, we gonna digress for one second. Take them back to like. I want you to just talk to artists about how 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 well is it? Like you gotta know yourself before you even get to the manager. Before you get to the music, you got to know who you are. So I want you yeah. to talk to the artists about knowing who they are before they even get to the music. Because if you don't know who you are, you ain't going nowhere. You know what that, I'm saying? So hey, talk to them. I, I like man. that. I like that. I respect that. I mean, for, for artists out here, I mean, you definitely got to have a, a, a serious grind. You got to have that grind. You got to have that, that dedication. You got to have that humbleness. A lot of artists miss the boat and they miss it because they're not humble. They're not humble enough and they're not hungry. You can't think just because you go in the studio, you made one song that all your homeboys telling you that this it, this it, oh boy, you need to go with this one. You gotta you gotta be ready to work. You gotta still work because what if everybody don't like the song the way that your homeboy like the song? And that's another thing. Y'all gotta stop letting y'all homeboys tell y'all that y'all about to be rich always on. Y'all gotta stop doing that. Let the people decide, you know what I'm saying, what's hot. And let them be the one that dictate, you know what I'm saying, when you're ready to go to that next level. I tell people that all the time. And I tell even my artists, like, I don't, we don't, we don't go like the, the he say. A lot of you people got yes mans around them. And they be scared to tell them that, man, that shit garbage. I'm just going to be real with you. Especially homeboy. if you spend the money on garbage. a campaign and they see it. You know what I'm saying? But you got you to gotta have people around you that's going to be real with you. And that's going to be willing to, you know what I'm saying, educate you and tell you the right thing. But you got to have a grind out here. You got to be willing to grind. You got to be willing to work. You got to be willing to build relationships. And you got to be willing, you know what I'm saying, to put put the time and the effort into whatever you're trying to do. Any more questions? All right, what's up, what's up? My name is Ponyboy. I have a question. So, uh, 
Would you say it's important to uh, have your music on all streaming platforms? Yeah. If you're like starting up as yeah. an independent artist, okay. yeah, you all definitely right. need all platforms. Definitely. All right. Oh, and I need I need I need you to say one more thing. The artists, y'all artists out there, something that's very important, and y'all might not think, but this really being a lot of people look at it, y'all don't even think, but you gotta look at your image. If you are artist, you gotta see what's gonna make you stand out from just a regular person. You gotta think everybody and their mama trying to rap. But if you in the room, can I identify you and say, you know what? That man over there a star. Or would I say, oh, I want to do he rap or sing. And I'll be able to tell by your image, your look, the way you carry yourself. And a lot of artists miss that. They overlook that. They just want to get in the booth and rap. But if you really trying to do it, like, like Buddy said, it's a lot of steps, a lot of things you got to do before you even get to that point of thinking about a manager, thinking about trying to get to a label, or even putting your music out. Get yourself together. Know how you finna come out here and present yourself. That's why people who make it, some people will be like, well, how did person make it? They done what you didn't do. So that's something I wanted to put out there. Any more questions? Okay, this is gonna be the last question. This is really for songwriters. Do you have any advice for how songwriters can get their songs to more people? Or, for, or, you know, not just locally. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got the perfect answer I'm, for I'm that. I'm a songwriter. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Once again, it goes with just building the right relationships. And also, you got to be willing to sacrifice and, you know, and know how you're going to get to the prize that you're trying to get to. If you know you're a dope songwriter and you know you're trying to get out there and you know you don't necessarily have the connections or the resources to get there. If you have a friend that might be in the industry or somebody you know that might be a manager or, or whatever, build that relationship to them and be like, look, look, I'm just trying to get my music heard. I really, really want to get in this business. I'm not worrying about the paycheck right now. I know that's going to come. If you sacrifice sometimes, that that's sometimes sacrificing the money part to get to the bigger picture uh, take you a long way. Excuse me, guys. Excuse me, guys. I know you are so ready to get to the performances, but let's just keep it down. Y'all better be done. dope because y'all been Man. talking up a storm. Y'all better, better be dope, be dope y'all get up here. up here. Listen, before we go anywhere else, artists, I do have to tell y'all what he was saying about imaging is very important. I do not understand it. If you have a business or if you're a brand do not have your page private. How can you promote oh, yeah. if we can't go and check you out? Because if somebody were interested in you, we can't go and check it out. Y'all have to be more presentable about everything that you do. I do. Let me let y'all know now. If you send a link, you don't even say hi. Hey, how you doing? You ain't got no EPK in there, no picture. I'm probably going to ignore it. Because you don't seem serious to me. You don't have any of your stuff together. Make it count. Be intentional when you reach out to people. And also to the rappers out here and producers and songwriters, y'all need to educate yourself on split sheets and educate yourself on producer agreements and all that because I'm first to say I went through hell with my artist Shorty Low. I went through hell with his D4L album. All because we didn't have the paperwork together as far as with the producers and we didn't have the split sheets, right? And then it caused so much friction. Money got held up. People got money that shouldn't get paid. All type of stuff. So educate yourself on split sheets. You got to know this business. You can't just get in the booth and rap. You got to educate yourself on some of the things that really, really make a difference in your career. Let me ask you something. It's a, it could be a myth, but is it true that somebody else was collecting Gucci Mane's royalties for years because he didn't have his paperwork together? Yeah, yeah. It's a, lot of artists. It's, a lot of, it's a lot of artists that happened to. That happened to some of my artists. You know, because if you don't know, like I said, you know, even with me being in the game, as long as I, I be concentrating so much on so many other things, sometimes stuff over you overlook or you might just ain't get to you be green to. I was green to publishing and all that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even understand the whole thing on split sheets, but I know now. When I went through what I went through, I know now. You know what I'm saying? And I know the importance on how 
big and important it is to make sure that I got my split sheets together. I'll get my producer agreement. Because before I put this out, I don't want nobody talking about they claiming. Because you got people, you know what I'm saying, that you could release a song and they might know you don't know. They gonna go put your song on their platform and they gonna get paid off. It that's happening right now. Uh, I, I know a lot of people that getting paid off of other people's songs, and they just don't know. They don't know. That's why I wanted to bring that up because, listen, y'all. I know that when you can I have shh, can I have everybody quiet down for a second? Can I have everybody quiet down for a second? Hey, let me tell y'all something. Now, y'all see how y'all ain't respecting the, respecting the flow, but when y'all get up here, y'all gonna want everybody paying attention to y'all. But if they walk out, y'all gonna be feeling crazy. Y'all, we ain't got no but like five more minutes. Y'all just calm it down. Let us finish up. What I wanted to tell y'all is what he's talking about about those split sheets is true. Do not feel like y'all getting into these studios and... Oh, this is my homeboy, so I ain't got to do a split sheet with him. This is my homegirl. I ain't got to do a split sheet for them. I've even heard people say, oh, I don't be wanting to pull out the split sheets because it messes up the vibe in the studio. Let me tell y'all something. If anybody has any problem signing any paperwork for you, they were never interested in paying you in the first place. And also, the producers that got their shit together... They will snatch your shit down. I had a record that we did 18,000 plays on SoundCloud in two days. I told them to get the producer split sheet done. They did not have the split sheet done. The producer can hit SoundCloud or whatever platform it is and have it snatched down. They don't have to talk to y'all. They don't have to talk to you. They can talk to them. All they got to do is prove that that's their record and it can be snatched down at any time. So y'all better be taking care of y'all business. It ain't no friends in this game outside of y'all paperwork because if it's your friend, they ain't got no problem signing. Hey, before I, get out, before I get out this stage, uh, Shaw, shout out to uh, Shaw Bates for having me up here for this interview. Shout out, you know what I'm saying, to Star for uh, reaching out to me and everything. But they don't even know that I'm doing this or about to say this. But I was, I, I was going to leave, but I seen the promotion and it was so crazy. I, my page, my timeline stayed flooded. So my life, boy. Well, all these damn people, but it better be something good coming out here. So what I'm going to do, you know what I'm saying, out of the performers that are performing tonight, I'm going to pick me somebody that I want to put on the road and do like three to five cities with, you know what I'm saying, and take y'all out on the road. So that's me giving up. And I ain't going to charge you nothing. It It ain't no hidden fees. You know what I'm saying? This real talk. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to hold me to my word. I want everybody in this room to we hold will. me to my word. And we're going to make sure. We will. We're gonna we make, will. It's social media. It's big. So we want to make sure we see some footage of them, whoever I pick, whoever I see. We're going to make sure we see. And I got a lot of big tours that I'm putting together and that I'm doing out here. And I got a lot of good markets that I could put y'all in. So uh, I'm going to pick me one person. One person. One person that, you know what I'm saying, that I want to take on a roll and I want to do a three to five city little, little run with. I appreciate y'all for having me up here. Yeah, yeah. So y'all just heard what he said. Somebody's going on a tour. So yeah. you, you better get up here and do your shit. And if you hear... If you here to support somebody, support is not on stage with them. It's out there supporting them in the audience. So if you here for somebody, I need y'all to turn up for your people. If you feel like they should hit the road. Who the hottest artist in the building tonight, though? Who the hottest artist? Who, who in the building tonight? Who the hottest artist in here? Is the east side in the building? East side in the building? Is the west side in the building? Is the north side in the building? Who the hottest artist? I want to see who the hottest artist. Who the hottest artist is here tonight? I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna make y'all work for this. Uh, and I'm being for real. I'm gonna make y'all work for this. Cause it, I'm gonna have to put in work putting these shows together for y'all. I got my artists that I work with that's gonna come to this stage and perform. If y'all can't outdo her or outwork her or outsh- then I don't. I, I'm telling you, if I don't see a performer as hot, it ain't gotta be as better. You know what I'm saying? Because, of course, I'm going to feel like my are the hottest shit in here. But if y'all can't outdo this girl, young Naya, who about to come to this stage, who's only 19 years old, 
If I don't see her performing better than that, then we're going to have to do something. We're going to have to put together another showcase. No, we're going to find a dope-ass person tonight because me and Star did a dope-ass lineup. Exactly. All right. I know we got some good artists in the building, so y'all better show Johnny Cabell who the fuck hey, you are. And just to let y'all know, I don't just do rap. You could be an R&B person. I, I got R&B tours. I got a tour that's going out in August. That's an R&B tour. I got, I got comedians that I work with. I do a lot of stuff with comedians. You don't have to just be a rapper. I don't care if you rap. I don't care if you do comedy. I don't care if you sing. I'm just looking for a dope-ass artist with a crate. Let me tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for stage performance. I'm looking for delivery. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking for that it factor. And I just want to see you rock this motherfucking stage hey man we live at art of radio first of all before we go any further i gotta thank our guest of honor tonight johnny cabell for coming and sitting down with us he just gave away that yeah. man just gave away a tour y'all not to mention art of radio is about to be in miami la houston chicago and a whole bunch of other places so ATLA Artist Academy. They're one of the sponsors tonight. They're going to be giving away a full performance package. We got Drip Set Freaky in the building, one of the hottest dudes in ATL out here. Shout out to Sammy Scott from Atlanta Records. Bro, we got so many people man, in the building. Shout out to man. my boy Hard Knock. This is like one of the best motivator, the pusher, the greatest host I ain't seen. This man been doing this thing for a long time. And it, I, I always want to answer their question. How do you keep your voice? How do you never lose Bro. your voice? Heavy, hey, heavy. He, can I get y'all to say heavy, heavy, heavy? Without further ado, we're going to turn it back over. Let me get a song right quick. We're going to clear this stage. Y'all ready to get this show started? Y'all ready to get this show started? Y'all yes, better yes. rock this shit. Let me get some music right quick. We about to get started into this show. You are tuned into K100 Radio, hip-hop and R&B. Give me, give me, give me some hip-hop. Give me some R&B. Give me, give me, give me. 